and welcome to the Glossy Beauty Podcast, our weekly show where we discuss the future of the beauty and wellness industries with the people who know them best. I'm your host, Priya Rao, beauty editor at Glossy, and today's guest is Laura Slatkin, the founder and executive chairman of Nest Fragrances. In this episode, we talked to Laura about how a career on Wall Street led her to the luxury fragrance category, the difference in Nest Fragrances' cross-generational shopper, and how the company is expanding into personal care and on-the-go fragrances. Hope you enjoy the episode. Today on the Glossy Beauty Podcast, we have Laura Slatkin, founder and executive chairman of Nest Fragrances. Welcome, Laura. Hi. How are you? Good, good. Thank you so much for having me today. We're excited to have you as well. Um, So, Laura, you started your career at Lehman Brothers. What made you want to launch and dabble in a home fragrance line? Well, actually, I had no real interest in home fragrance when I was working at Lehman Brothers. Um, But I happened to marry my husband, Harry. And Harry had a brother, Howard. And Howard is an interior designer. He's a world-renowned interior designer. And he had this beautiful shop on East 70th Street. And whenever he completed a home for a very special client, um, he would develop a home fragrance for them because he felt that a home fragrance was the final touch on a beautifully decorated home. So he would ask the, the client what kind of home fragrance did they want? Did they want a floral? Did they want fruity? And he would hand pour these candles. Um, and he sold them in his shop. So when Harry and I got married... Um, Howard's interior design business was taking off, and he really wanted so he wanted Harry and I to leave Wall Street. I worked at Lehman Brothers, Harry at Bear Stearns. He wanted us to leave Wall Street and come work with him. And um, so the three of us got together, and we started talking about the possibilities. And we thought, gee, wouldn't it be cool to create a home fragrance company? Because we really looked in the shop to see, you know, what were the elements and where could we take this brand this company, Slack and Company, and make it bigger. Um, so we thought it was a fabulous idea, and that's how I entered the business. So Slatton and Company was a predecessor to Nest. Yes. Tell us a little bit about what you were doing there and um, what the reaction was when you first started doing so it. So it's interesting because um, back in 1992, when we started contemplating this home fragrance company, um, home fragrance really was not part of people's lifestyles. In fact, I had never seen a scented candle, burned a scented candle. My friends weren't burning scented candles. Um, so it was a very young and um, sort of undiscovered industry. So um, when we launched, you know, when we made the decision to go into this business, we were really creating an opportunity. We were creating an industry. We're pioneers, actually. Um, there's only a few brands um, that were on the market in the U.S. And it was sort of like an untapped, undiscovered territory. So tell us a little bit about that customer. You've said before, you know, yourself included, but the baby boomer generation didn't grow up lighting candles, whereas millennials go home and light candles as soon as they walk in the door. Absolutely. What was that about? What do you think that kind of change, and obviously Slatin Company helped change? I I feel like we made a a real difference and um, really opened up um, the world to home fragrance when we launched Slack and Company. We launched at Saks Fifth Avenue on the couture floor. Rosemary Bravo actually was um, the person that really got behind our launch and spearheaded the um, the whole you know launch of, of Slack and Company. But when we launched that brand and we started to um, uh, grow the company, the whole sort of, the, the beauty industry, the fragrance industry, just sort of you know, stopped and said, wait a minute, there's another category here, home fragrance. 
And, um, and our company began to grow and grow and grow and become the number one brand in the luxury market. And then everyone started to get into the industry, into the home fragrance business. Everyone started coming out with a candle. Um, so that the following 10 to 15 years, um, you know, home fragrance enjoyed this enormous growth. And Slack and & Company was really paving the way and leading and becoming the number one luxury brand. So how did you kind of transition to Nest? Well, it was interesting because in 2005, um, Les Wexner called us up and said, I have a $100 million home fragrance business and I want to grow it to a billion dollars and I want to acquire a company that has a sense of authority and integrity in the space. Um, so Limited Brands acquired Slack and Company. My husband went off to go work at Limited Brands um, to achieve that goal. And I was sort of left with the decision, what was I going to do? Um, I had a few options in before me, whether to focus my efforts on our um, our autism um, initiative, because I have a son who was diagnosed with autism, and we had started a foundation, and we were um, had a lot of important projects underway. Um, but I just wasn't really ready to retire from business because I love business. Um, so I founded this new company, Nest Fragrances. I had a non-compete for three years. Um, so the only thing I really could do was make home fragrance for other companies. So I started with companies like Ralph Lauren and Christian Dior, Laura Mercier, um, NARS, um, Jonathan Adler, um, a whole you know list of, of companies. But we, we actually started producing home fragrance for over 100 luxury brands. And that was a that was an enormous experience. I really got my PhD in fragrance development, branding, um, packaging, marketing. Um, it was an it was a tremendous experience. How do you think that private label experience and obviously working with those hundred brands yeah. um, really kind of helped you curate what you wanted to do with Nest yourself? Yeah. Well it was really interesting because as I developed these brands, be it Tory Burch or um, Ralph Lauren or Vera Wang, um, Jonathan Adler. When we went to market, they were successful, um, predominantly in their own stores. But there was something missing. I think the consumer. I just I discovered that the consumer really wanted a brand that was important. That someone that had integrity, integrity, authority in the home fragrance industry. They wanted a home fragrance company. They didn't want a fashion designer's candle. They didn't want a, you know, a a department store's candle or a cosmetic company's candle. They wanted a real home fragrance company. I felt it. And that's why I felt I just had to do it myself. So this was, you were very ahead of the curve in that because, I mean, obviously today we're seeing, you know, fine fragrance and designer fragrance face a downturn. But how important do you think that founder story and being the face helped catapult Nest? I think that it's clearly evident in our products that someone is behind this company that really knows about home fragrance and really understands um, the importance of a quality formula, quality ingredients. I mean, this is all, I mean, for 25 years, this is what I've I've done. It's, it's my expertise. It's my sense of authority. Um, and there's a lot of integrity um, to the Nest brand because of the, the quality of the product that we put forth and the manner in which it's designed and created and ideated. It's, it's you know, it was, it was formed um, and developed to appeal to the home fragrance aficionado and that sort of scream, screams from the shelf. What was it like being that face and kind of really getting in front of everything and being that person? Uh, in the beginning, it was um, very nerve wracking and then it began to feel very, very comfortable. 
Um, and and I really enjoy, I love my, my company, Nest Fragrances. I love representing the brand. I love talking about the brand. I'm very passionate about fragrance development, passionate about home fragrance. Um, and, you know, it, it's something that I've sort of evolved into, and I, it's, been, and it's been an enormously important um, experience for me in my life. How do you think that, you know, the onslaught of social media and digital has really changed your interaction with the customer and you being that face? Well, I think it's been um, it's been fun to open my world up. I really have exposed my whole life on social media. Um, and I, th- I think the people really appreciate that. Um, they know me to be an expert in fragrance. They know me to be an expert in fine fragrance. They know me to be an expert in, in um in mental health and autism, um, and they also know me to be a, a mother, and um, and I, and I, and I'm very open and honest. I, mean, I I I take great pride in the fact that um, I'm honest, transparent. I don't sort of you know create a um, an image for myself. I just am who I am. Right. Absolutely. And people appreciate that. Tell us a little bit about what um, the kind of growth that Nest has kind of experienced in the last few years. You recently had a major investment from Eurasio Brands and their CEO, Jill Granoff, um, for $70 million last mm-hmm. year, November of 2017. But at the time, Jill kind of said that there was so many opportunities for growth for Nest. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I think that um, we're a fragrance company and we have been fragrancing everyone's home for over 10 years. And people love our fragrances. People love our brand. Our brand is so loved out there. I, whenever I see people, they, oh, that's all they ever say to me. Oh, my God, I love Nest Fragrances. Um, and I, they're really looking forward to seeing how Nest Fragrances can deliver fragrance to them in other ways. In addition to our beautiful core home fragrance business, we've established a very important business with Sephora and Find Fragrances, which has really, really resonated with consumers. It's a beautiful collection. Um, it was greeted with enormous success, and um, that has given us sort of permission to expand into other fragrance categories, which we're excited about doing. Right. You have a big launch this month with Ulta. Tell us a little bit about this personal care collection. Yeah. So the personal care collection is really about um, how do we deliver fragrance in products that um, consumers use today on the go and how do we sort of fit fragrance into their lifestyles. Um, so if you're running off to um, to a yoga class and then you're going to brunch, you know, we've created all these wonderful sort of on-the-go products, fragrance wipes, um, body mists, body creams, hand creams. Um, it's a collection of personal, um, personal products that really are catered to um, everyone's lifestyle today. Mm-hmm. And Laura, what about in terms of, you know, obviously Ulta has an enormous personal care business as well yep. as trying to tap into that wellness minded customer. Mm-hmm. How is um, Nest fitting into that as well? Well, I think that we always try and find strategic partners that have a particular expertise in a particular category because we feel that when we combine the expertise and the brand Nest Fragrances with a strong retail partner, we're able to um, sort of impact um, uh, consumers in a way that um, that enables us to, to grow in a particular category. So I think um, we're very strategic about that. Um, you know, 
Sephora is has a great expertise in, in fine fragrance, and they were the perfect partner um, to focus on our niche brand. And as a result, you know, the, the uh, performance and the, the growth of the brand in that category was spectacular. And we envision seeing the same for personal care at Ulta. And in terms of, you know, that permission that you talked about, you know, the candle category and home fragrance category is experiencing explosive growth. People, yes. everybody wants a candle. Everybody wants to make a candle. How, um, you know, rather than doubling down, not that you're not, but you're also diversifying. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I think that um, our home fragrance business is extremely important to us. Um, it is the core of our, our foundation. And we are continuously coming out with new fragrances, new techniques, and delivery mechanisms for fragrance in the home. But we hear from consumers all the time. Um, I love your grapefruit scent. I wish that we, that we had a body cream or a body wash. Like Our consumers, we're listening to them on Facebook. We're listening to them on Instagram. We're listening to them on social media. And they're telling us what they want. And we're really fulfilling their dreams in terms of how we can bring Nest Fragrances to them in other formats. In terms of the personal care collection, um, talk a little bit about that in terms of how you took signature scents, hero scents that are part of the home fragrance category and tweak them just a little bit to be more body centric. Yes. So we took our home fragrances, our top um, our top three scents, and we tweaked them um, and highlighted certain ingredients that we felt were more um, um, appropriate for personal care. So um, with grapefruit, we added verbena. With um, bamboo, we added we highlighted the jasmine. Um, in ocean mist and sea salt, we brought in coconut water and really made it more um, sort of personal care friendly. And the fragrances are stunning. They're offshoots. They they nod to the home, but they are stunning on their own so as individual new fragrances. So it's really about you know satisfying your existing customer, but also trying to recruit yes, new ones. Absolutely. Um, Laura, tell us a little bit about how these categories are all going to sit together. You recently had your first holiday pop-up, the yes. first standalone store for Nest. What was that experience like? Interesting. It was. It, first of all, I'm so proud of our shop on Elizabeth Street. It is a very joyful, welcoming, happy store. People are welcomed. They have a good time when they walk through the door. They feel happy. The whole mood of the store is spectacular. And, you know, that's the one thing I love about my shop is that it's welcoming. It's not standoffish. It's not unapproachable. You know, there are so many stores on Madison Avenue or, or wherever where people feel like the environment is stiff and, and not warm and cozy and, and the salespeople aren't as friendly and effusive. My shop is welcoming. My shop is fun. The people that work in my shop are, have huge smiles on their face every day, and it's a happy place to go. And that's what I really wanted out of that store. I wanted it to be a happy, welcoming place where people came and they felt good. They were instantly put in a fantastic mood. And that's what my shop has. I'm really excited about that. And in terms of, you know, how different categories, you know, Sephora has fine fragrance, Ulta has personal care, you know, having it all under one roof. What yeah. do you think that's going to be like for Nest? Well, I think it's that's, you know, we've we, we talked about different distributions and how our brand has divided itself and fine fragrances at Sephora and personal care is at Ulta, et cetera, et cetera. The shop is where it all comes together. 
where we bring all of our categories together and start to ideate how is this brand is going how are we going to bring this brand together under one roof and then that's really the rollout from here on on outward and in February, you're going to make that a permanent store. Can you yes. tell us a little bit about that? Yes. So um, we've been working on the design of the shop um, for the past year or so. So it's a pop-up in December for holiday. And then in, in January, we close down. And then February, we open for our permanent stop shop. And how does that kind of relay back to your online business? You know, having this permanent destination and, you know, your site informing that permanent destination and vice versa. So um, social media is a, is a way um, for us to really um, take the brand and that which we have created and ideated in our retail store and bring it to um, consumers. So it's just, a, you know, we will use social media to start to begin to evolve the brand into um, this very cohesive, um, holistic uh, presentation. Mm-hmm. And Laura, I guess just in terms of overall trends, you know, a lot of people talk about the difficulty, um, and we're seeing it obviously from a category perspective for other brands, um, of selling fragrance online. How is it working for Nest? Is it about, you know, what you're doing on social? Is it about the communications that you're having? What can you tell us? So when we started talking about fine fragrance, I always thought, you know, let's talk about fine fragrance in the same way that we talk about home fragrance. What Mm -hmm. are the ingredients? What kind of mood does it create? Um, So it's, it's very, you know, I wore Coco Chanel for 15 years and I have no idea what's in Coco Chanel. Mm -hmm. No clue. And I always thought that, you know, when I started to create the Fine Fragrance Collection, I said, let's start talking about ingredients. Um, let's start tra- start talking about what kind of mood the fragrance creates. Um, and that is something that um, uh, we've really, really focused on. What, ca- what are the ingredients? What kind of mood does it create? What kind of personality do the fragrances have? And when you really start to talk about fragrance in those terms, people start to really call upon their olfactive memories. Like if I tell you that, um, this this fragrance is very feminine and very pretty. It's peony, rose, dewy daffodils, and dahlias. Um, you know, you start to imagine, you know, what is that going to smell like? But when you understand that it's very feminine mood, very pretty mood, and it's very romantic, you're slipping into a zone where you're really understanding what that fragrance is going to smell like. Right. And you've done that, obviously, not only on Instagram and Facebook, but even on platforms like Pinterest, right? Yes. So Pinterest, um, I use Pinterest, you know, whenever I create a fine, fine fragrance, I have a, an artist paint a painting of the, of the botanical, and then I take the painting to the perfumer, and the perfumer uses the painting as inspiration to create the fragrance. But I also put together a mood board where I collect photographs that really represent what kind of mood do I want this fragrance to create? Um, and and what and emulate, um, and that mood board serves as another point of just inspiration for the perfumers. We work together to create the fragrance. And do you think that those kind of like touch points really helps the customer really get in the mood, get to to come to expect from Nest that they're kind of living this whole lifestyle? Yeah. Well, you know, for example, we're we're launching this fragrance, Rose Noir and Oud Wood, um, in January, and the mood board for that is clearly. Um, you know, very sexy, very evocative, very um, unusual, and um, really visually gives the customer a clue as to what this thing is going to smell like. Um, So I I think these tools are really important in terms of um, uh, expressing 
what the fragrance is. So the mood board for grapefruit is very happy and cheerful and invigorating and um, uh, refreshing. And you you get that immediately when you look at my mood board for grapefruit. So all these tools are really helpful in um, enabling the consumer to envision what these fragrances are going to smell like. And in terms of what you guys are doing on your own site and how you're communicating that back, whether that's through email or through social, you know, what's the kind of vibe, especially with personal care and that coming out in January, what's the vibe that the customer is going to get instantaneously on your website? Well, I think we're going to spend a lot of time on our website um, layering in a lot of content, video content, photography, mood boards, um, a lot of information that's going to assist that customer in understanding um, the fragrance and talking about it a lot more. Um, so that's the that's the goal for 2019 to really take our website, reskin it, and start to think how can we really talk to consumers and educate them, inform them, and get them excited about fragrance. Aside from you know the personal care collection, obviously reskinning your website, and then even car diffusers. And where do you kind of see the opportunities for growth? Aside categories and stores, what do you what are you thinking in 2019? Well, we have, I, you know, I always have this list of things that I want to do with my brand, but it's always about taking fragrance into different categories and using our expertise and using our reputation as a fragrance forward brand. Um, you know, the opportunities are endless um, as to, you know, where we can go with fragrance. And I just think, you know, because our brand is so well respected and so loved, I mean, it's just, a, there's an extraordinary amount of love and interest in nest fragrances with a wide audience from baby boomers to millennials we are just a a very well respected brand so i feel like there's a lot of categories that we can go into Um, i can't talk about them today but they're top of my list so within home fragrance what are the trends that you are seeing there so this year we had some fun Um, we decided to take our top fragrances and make very decorative vessels that still could fit into anyone's home. Um, But we saw an enormous response to that. Um, So um, we're going to continue on that path of taking our 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 strong our strongest sellers and and delivering them in more decorative vessels so people can um, gift them or you know just have just have something more special in their home. And what we've also noticed is that people are going big. So the classic candle was always our bestseller, but we have a three wick, a luxury, and a grand. And we have um, our our diffusers are now coming to grand size. And these these sizes are really resonating with consumers. Everyone's sort of trading up in size. So the classic candle has become our votive candle, and the three wick has become our classic size. So we see this move into trade up in size. So size, decorative vessels, um, I think we're going to have a lot of fun with that. And in terms of the size increase, I mean, that's obviously a a different price differential. Like we're seeing the customers obviously trading up, but they're also willing to spend more. To spend more, yes. Um, In terms of how you are kind of transitioning that decorative piece onto social. I mean, is that something that you're seeing a lot of like millennials or um, people who are on social really kind of display those packaging, that packaging yeah. and that kind of decorative? I think that's part of it. I think that's part of it. I think people want something um, more unusual, more decorative. Yes, maybe to photograph for Instagram or Facebook. Um, that could be a very big part of it. Um, we're definitely seeing it. Like even my daughter, my, my daughter, Allie, always tends towards our decorative specialty vessels versus our 
our planar vessels, um, which is probably because she likes to have that um, that style and that sense of um, decor in her home. Yeah, I think that people are, are interested in having uh, more of a statement piece for their home, and we're going to deliver that to them. Absolutely. And Laura, I guess you kind of mentioned this at the beginning of our conversation, but just that Nest is so beloved and it does have such a wide swath of customers, baby baby boomers to millennials. What do you think, what are the learnings across generation or or are you thinking about that? Well, I think about it all the time because, um, you know, my daughter is in college and she burns scented candles, you know, to study with, but all her friends do too. And she's always on my dot com site ordering for her friends um, all of her friends are studying with their scented candles or their diffusers it's really a part of their lifestyle um, and I and I truly mean that the home fragrance is a very 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 important part of a millennials lifestyle and the baby boomers um, they too enjoy home fragrance not in not in the everyday sense that that millennials do but when they're having people over um, they're they're lighting their candles and they're they're getting into more of the routine of it, but it's that millennial market that really it's in their lifestyle and they're serious about it. Do you think that the millennial is kind of informing that baby boomer, whether it's a parent yes. or you know, it's kind of that it, that education is yes. going the opposite way. It, absolutely, you know, the, um, baby boomers are seeing their children light scented candles and really create an environment, create a mood. And they're stepping back and saying, oh, okay, yeah, that is, it is kind of nice to have that scented candle burning um, while I'm cooking or while I'm taking a bath or while I'm relaxing, reading a book. They, they're learning from their kids how to use home fragrance. It's crazy. And Laura, just lastly, you've gone into so many other categories aside from home fragrance. Is Nest now a total one-stop lifestyle brand? I think it is from a fragrance perspective. I think we are a fragrance brand. I don't think we'll ever do anything that doesn't involve fragrance, but I think that you know, in that fragrance category, there are so many wonderful things we can do. Um, and I think we're excited about exploring those categories and those opportunities. Perfect, thank you so much, Laura. It was great having you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. A special thanks to Gianna Capadona, the producer of this podcast. If you enjoy the Glossy Beauty Podcast and aren't a Glossy Plus subscriber yet, it's time to consider joining to get access to all of Glossy's content, member events, ticket discounts, Slack chats, and more. Head to glossy.co slash plus and use the code PRIYA25, P-R-I-Y-A 25, for 25% off an annual subscription. Don't forget to subscribe to the Glossy Beauty Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and leave us any feedback you have.